Good morning, church family and ministry friends. I'm Pastor Stephen Brooks. Welcome today to our online, internet, around the world church service. And yes, I'm so happy that you are here today. Praise God. Let's take our Holy Bibles and go to the book of Hebrews chapter 7 just for a moment. We're getting close to Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, and let's prepare our hearts for that day as we're getting closer towards that. And let's look at a scripture, and we're, we're going to also receive the tithes and the offerings. So let's jump to Hebrews chapter 7 and drop down to verse 11. Therefore, if perfection were through the Levitical priesthood, for under it the people received the law, what further need was there that another priest should rise according to the order of Melchizedek, and not be called according to the order of Aaron? Well, the order of Melchizedek was quite different, but with the Levitical priesthood, there was a deficiency in the sense that the atonement, the sacrifice, even the big one done on the most holy day of the year for the Jewish people, the day of Yom Kippur, it was deficient in the sense that it was never a one and done deal. Oh, it was one and done for the year, but the year would roll by. And before you know it, you're back to another year and you're back in the same place again. So that went on year after year after year. And we could call it a temporary fix or a temporary covering. But we thank God that Jesus who came after the order of Melchizedek is now our eternal high priest. And so with him, it is truly a one and done deal. He took care of the whole thing at Calvary. Now verse 14, for it is evident that our Lord Jesus or that our Lord arose from Judah of which tribe Moses spoke nothing concerning priesthood. Verse 17, for he testifies, you are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. Now, what was fascinating about Melchizedek and also fascinating that Jesus did not come from a, a priestly tribe, but he came from Judah, the kingly tribe, is that Melchizedek was a king and priest. And so Jesus is after the order of Melchizedek. He is king of kings and Lord of lords. But wait, he, he is also something more because in the Old Testament, the kings were separated from the priesthood. If you were a king, you could not become a priest. And if you were a priest, then you could not become a king. And so they were two com compartments that were separated. They would work in unison together because they both had the same goal. But Jesus, praise God, is after the order of Melchizedek, king and priest, praise God. So as we go into the uh, 10 days of all, as we move very close to the Feast of Tabernacles, the Feast of the Ingathering, my friends, we are very close also to the big day, the Day of Atonement. And I believe this is going to be a very, very marked day in your life. Now, the Lord spoke to me very clearly about atonement, uh, the Day of Atonement for this year. And this is actually what He instructed 
me to do. And I, uh, I had been praying. I had sought the Lord. Lord, what should I share with the people on this holy day? And uh, I prayed and prayed and prayed. And then when I was kind of like in a relaxed moment, the Lord answered. And I grabbed my pen and I grabbed my notepad and I began to write down what the Lord showed me. And the Lord said to, he said, instruct my people that on the day of atonement, I want them to give an offering for their debt freedom. And as they give this offering, I will move on their behalf to deliver them. And that's what the Lord told me. And that's what I want to share with you because don't forget, anytime you study Yom Kippur, the day of atonement, you cannot, as you study it, you cannot get past the fact that, oh, this was the day that the shofar was sounded when debts were canceled, lands were returned uh, back to the original owner, and Yom Kippur is eternally connected to debt freedom. Woo, praise God. And the Lord has instructed me to tell you that he wants you to give an offering. If you have, look, if you have any kind of debt in your life, personal debt, credit card debt, vehicle debt, uh, mortgage debt, or if you have business debt or some type of commercial debt, whatever debt you have, count it up, add it all up, find out what that number is so that you know the miracle that you're wanting God to do. And sow a seed, give an offering, a Yom Kippur offering in faith that God will show himself strong and bring you out of debt. And that is one of the unusual anointings that rides on the day of Yom Kippur and an anointing for debt deliverance. As a matter of fact, not only was the shofar sounded whenever there would be a Shemitah year, and that would be once every seven years when all the land has to rest and debts were also canceled. Well, that would be pronounced when on Yom Kippur, but even the big one, the Jubilee once every 50 years. When was that announced? It was also announced on Yom Kippur. And what is that again? It means that all of the original land that belonged to those, to the individuals of the 12 tribes, even if they became indebted and lost their land, even if they uh, made all kinds of financial errors or mistakes, that land goes back to them on that day. Woo! It is a debt canceling anointing. Praise the Lord. And so we're going to connect with that anointing. Now the seeds that you sow, the love offering that you're going to give on Yom Kippur, which is October the 4th, it starts at sunset. And then October the 5th is Yom Kippur and it would end at sundown. I want you to sow your seed between now and then. I want you to get it in. And your seed is going to go to paying off the remaining balance that we have on our field of dreams. We purchased it by faith. We got a very low interest rate. But you know what? I don't want to just be waiting around and making payments on that. I want that land that God has entrusted this ministry with to be paid off in full. And I want the work of the Lord to move forward powerfully. Praise God. So thank you for sowing into this project and believing that the anointing, the Yom Kippur anointing for Jubilee 
coming out of debt by God's miraculous power. I'm telling you, as you sow, I'm praying over your seed. That anointing is going to touch your life. Believe it. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, let us also be faithful in our tithes. Because the tithe and your regular giving is what continues the ministry in health and vitality so that we can do all the things that we're already doing. Okay. So this is something your Yom Kippur offering is something above your normal giving or your regular tithe. This is a special offering so that God can deliver you from debt. Praise God. Mm-mm. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Okay. If you're going to give today, or bring your tithes and offerings in today through mail, please send your tithe and offering to Stephen Brooks International, <clears throat> P.O. Box 717, Moravian Falls, North Carolina 28654. Excuse me just a moment while I get a drink of water. If you want to bring your tithes and offerings in online. Please go to the ministry website, stephenbrooks.org. There's a link on the homepage has a red heart that says give. You can bring your tithes in right there. Now there's a slider on the homepage of the website that's announcing the Yom Kippur special offering. You could actually click on that slider It'll take you right to the offering box or just click on the orange box on the website called projects. And it takes you to the field of dreams. Praise God. Click on that. That's the 14.5 acres that we are going to build the new brand new television studio so that we can continue to preach the gospel all over the world in a much expanded way. Praise God. Woo, thank you, Jesus. Okay. Now, for if, if you want to mail or go online to bring in your special Yom Kippur offering, you can do that anytime. If you just want to mail it in, just make sure that on your giving, you know, this is for Yom Kippur debt freedom seed that you're sowing. And if you're going online, just follow the, uh, the links that are there on the website to direct you towards that special offering for Yom Kippur. And it says field of dreams, Yom Kippur, praise God, glory, glory, glory. Aren't you glad that God's got it all figured out? Has it all planned out that he has a system to help and bless his people. Amen. Now on every Yom Kippur offering that comes in, I'm agreeing with you, myself and my wife and our team. We are joining our faith with you for God to bring you completely and absolutely out of all debt. Where the only thing that you owe anybody on the planet is to love them. Amen. All bills paid on time. All debts paid off and gone. Amen. Glory to God. And I believe there's an anointing on this special Yom Kippur day, which is always associated with debt forgiveness. Praise God. Now, let me say this before I pray. Um, for some people, they, they think, well, I don't know how God could ever get me out of financial debt, Pastor Stephen. I mean, that would take a miracle. Well, let me just ask you this. Could it be any harder than the miracle that God did to get you out of your sin debt. I mean, that was a problem that was so bad. It wrecked humanity with the plague of sin. That was a problem so deep 
and puzzling and complicated that it took God the Father sending His Son to the earth to live a sinless life to pull that one off. And He had to die in a very cruel, awful way to redeem us back to God. So trust me, if God can fix your sin debt, which is what Jesus did at Calvary, look, the financial debt, this is no big deal. <laughs> this is no big deal. Well, Pastor Stephen, you don't know how much debt I've got. Well, look, God's going to do a miracle for you, but work with His kingdom principles. Sow your best seed. Give God Give God your best so that he can work with that. And he's going to do miracles for you. Now, Father, I thank you for your people. I thank you for their tithes. I thank you for their special offerings. And I thank you for doing miracles in their life. And Father, on Yom Kippur, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for those that have sown their seed. And I thank you that you're going to do a miracle for them. And they're going to see your power in their lives in the area of supernaturally in an expedited way coming out of debt. Now, Father, we give you all of the praise. And Father, we thank you that Jesus is our Jubilee. And we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. And thank you online church members and ministry partners for honoring God today with your tithe and with your faithful giving. Praise the Lord. Now, today, I want to talk about the subject, which is very important, and it's, it's actually very simple, about the easy way to get into victory. I mean, I'm telling you, this will get you into victory. This gets you into winning mode. Glory to God, this gets you out of uh, certainly will get you out of the loser's bracket, but it will also get you out of the um, uh, maybe stuck in the rut type bracket. Praise God. And I want to teach on this today. The subject is called the easiest way to victory. We're going to begin today in Mark chapter 9, and we're going to start in the famous verse, verse 23. And let's first pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that as we jump into your word today, let your Holy Spirit just cause revelation, knowledge, and information to spring forth from your eternal living word, that it would be food for us spiritually, that it would be heavenly manna. And we thank you for this nourishment in Jesus' name. Amen. Mark chapter 9, <clears throat> verse 23. And just before I jump into that verse, I almost forgot. Let me remind you of the Israel tour, May 7 through the 17th, 2023. My friends, look, if you've ever wanted to go to the Holy Land, I'm telling you, I want you to pray about joining with us on this tour. And you can join with us from America, or if you're watching from some other country and you think, hey, I'd like to go, well, look, just contact the travel agency and they will get your connecting flight for whatever country. Uh, you're there, they'll orchestrate all of that for you so that you can join us on this amazing epic tour. I tell you, we have so much fun together. We see the Holy Land. You'll, you're going to see the sights, but I believe that God will grab your heart and knit you to the land of Israel. And that's actually what the word Beulah means. The word Beulah means married to the land. So all I can say is watch out. You come with us. This is not a normal tour. We're not just tourists walking around, you know, and no, no. God does something special, something spiritual, where you fall in love with the land and the people. Oh, I tell you what, I believe it can be 
one of the greatest trips you've ever had. So I want you to pray about that. Call the number. Uh, the number is 1-800-929-4684 and select option two. Or just go to the ministry website. It's the second slider on the homepage. Click on that. And that will take you to the brochure and the brochure gives you all the information, all the sites. And I tell you what, Pastor Kelly worked with the tour, the tour agency and we got some hotels that are very hard to get. And so this is a very, uh, very nice tour. You will enjoy yourself in very high levels of comfort. So come along. Amen. Get registered. It's $300 to get registered. And that way you're, you're recorded. You're on the, you're on the list of those that are going. I want to hear from you. Praise God. All right. Mark chapter nine, verse 23, Jesus said to him, if you can believe all things, Please say that today, right where you're sitting or standing, wherever you might be. Say all things. All things are what? Are possible to him who believes. Praise God. Now, in this area, many have thought that when it comes to miracles, that we don't really have any part to play in that. And they put the whole thing over on God, uh, and they expect that any type, uh, anytime a miracle would happen, that's entirely up to God. But my friends, I stand behind the pulpit today with great confidence, having studied this and having, uh, you know, received these illuminations from God's word to tell you that miracles are not by accident. They are not some type of thing where maybe God decides to have a good day and he reaches his arm over the heavenly balcony uh, with a, with a miracle stun gun and he shoots it down and hits somebody randomly. And God just says, well, that person got it today, but for the others, well, I guess today's not their day. No, it doesn't work like that. None of miracles are never accidental. Miracles are the deliberate acts of God that occur in response to one's faith. They happen in response to your faith. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So God is a miracle worker, but we must understand biblically that God only acts when he sees faith operating in the hearts of his people. Faith is the connection between man and our miracle working God who has all the power you need to get over to you the thing that you're desiring for him to do. But there's a variable here and the variable of course is not God. God is the same yesterday right now, today, and of course forever. But the variable falls within man. We have this ability to say, God, I believe. But then maybe two days later, well, Lord, I'm really not so sure. But then maybe at another time, God, I trust you. But then maybe the following day, well, Lord, you know, I, I, I'm having some doubts here. My friends, we need to work on the area where we're steady because we know that God is rock steady. Praise the Lord. So God will not move on our behalf until our faith is online and is involved. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Now this is fascinating because 
the ministry of Jesus, of course, drew uh, fantastic crowds. And when the Jewish people saw all the miracles that Jesus was operating in, and it just seemed so normal for him to work miracles that they asked him a question. And really, it's actually a very well thought question. Let's take a look at it. John chapter 6. We're moving over now to the Gospel of John. John chapter 6. And I would like for you to drop down with me to verse 28. Verse 28. Lord, we give you praise. Here we go. Then they said to him, What shall we do that we may work the works of God? Jesus answered and said to them, this is the work of God. Okay. This is what you've got to do. And that, and now note, he's going to tell them what it is, but it does involve work. He actually calls it that. He says, this is the work, not, not this is the vacation of God. No, no, this is the work of God. Okay. You've asked me, here's your answer. This is the work of God that you believe in him whom he sent that you believe an order. Uh, in other words, you have to have faith and this is something that you have to work on constantly to stay in that faith zone because you can never get into the miracle zone unless you're doing those works that hold you in that pattern of the faith zone. Hmm. Praise God. Well, Pastor Stephen, I didn't know this was going to involve me. I thought God did it. If you're thinking God's going to do it, that's why nothing's happening. Well, now, Pastor Stephen, I'm waiting on God. Look, there is a place for the timing of the Holy Spirit. There is a time of the moving of the Holy Spirit. But you cannot step back and miss your responsibility and not do your work or do your portion and then think God will do everything else. No, we have to do our work. We have to go to work on our faith and then our faith will work for us. I want to say that again. We have to go to work on our faith and as we do, our faith will work and our faith will produce for us. Can you say amen as you're listening attentively today? Praise God. Now, without faith, you cannot get over into miracles, signs, and wonders. You cannot receive these miraculous blessings that God wants you to come into without faith being online. Look at this in Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5. This is very, very bold and in the open. Mark chapter 5, verse 34. And he said to her, this would be the woman that had the flow of blood for 12 years. Doctors couldn't fix it. Thank God for doctors. They couldn't fix it. Nobody could fix it. The problem wouldn't go away. But God can fix anything. But you have to believe. And he said to her, after she has touched and has received her miracle, he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. But he said, daughter, your faith. What does that mean? That means that she took her responsibility and exercised the faith that she had 
and she received the miracle that she needed. But Jesus said, daughter, your faith, your faith has made you well. Praise the Lord. And that's the work of faith. It's producing. It's producing for you. What? Well, in this case, the healing and the victorious testimony of what God had done. And so whether you need a healing or whether you need a special blessing, or whether there's something you're wanting God to do, my friends, you must put your faith on the line and do the works, do the works, believe in God. This is very interesting in Matthew chapter nine, verse 27, as we get into the meat and potatoes of this today, I'm talking about the easiest way to victory. It's proven over and over for the last 2000 years. This is the easiest way to get into victory. Glory to Jesus. Matthew chapter nine, verse 27. When Jesus departed from there, two blind men followed him crying out and saying, son of David, have mercy on us. Now, when it says they're crying out, that doesn't mean they're crying as in the sense of weeping. They, that, that means they're proclaiming. They are upping the volume level of their voice and they're calling upon Jesus to step in and intervene in their situation. And when he had come into the house, the blind man came to him and Jesus said to them, do you believe that I am able to do this? They said to him, yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes saying, according to your faith, let it be to you. He didn't say according to the power I have. He didn't say according to the unlimited anointing that I carry. And he's got all of that. He has all of that, but something has to connect with that. And what is that? That is their faith. Praise the Lord. So he says, according to your faith, let it be to you. Glory to Jesus. My friends, those blind men, they didn't come in there whimpering and moaning and groaning and weeping and crying. I'm not saying that God is not compassionate and Jesus is the most compassionate person there is. But my friends, you have to understand this. And I say this in love. Please listen to me. Tears do not produce miracles. Stop and think just for a moment. What would happen if they could Right? Think about that. If your tears could produce miracles, I'd, I would announce a crying convention starting next week. Everybody come to the convention. We are going to cry buckets and buckets of tears because we have scriptures that verify that tears move God to give us miracles. And uh, wow, we could, we could uh, work each other up into tears. We could do things to provoke each other to weep more. But my friends, it doesn't work like that. Tears do not produce miracles. Again, I'm not saying God is not compassionate. I'm not saying God is not moved by the situation that you're going through, but, but we must come in faith. Christians, even in church today, Sometimes even having been in the church for maybe 10 or 20 years and they're still crying for a miracle. They are literally crying, pleading with God tears. 
coming on their face crying for a miracle. But weeping does not produce signs and wonders. It could be that all that weeping is making people wondering uh, what's going on. But it will not produce the signs and wonders that you're looking for. So this is what I would like to share with you today. Jesus is still asking you the same question. Do you believe that I am able to do this? Well, now, Jesus, my mother-in-law said that you could get it done. Well, then what do you believe, though? Well, I, you know, I'm just, I'm just here to see what you've got, you know, give it your best shot. No, no, it doesn't work like that. That's not going to flip that switch that causes virtue to flow. It doesn't work like that. And you can go in there crying, well, you know how much I need it, Jesus. And he does know that. He does see that. But that is not what causes the anointing or the miracle power to flow. Jesus is still asking the same question. He's asking you today, do you believe I'm able to bring you out of debt? Do you believe it? This is almighty God. Do you believe I'm able to heal your body? Do you believe I'm able to provide what you need? Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Well, you could say, well, hold on a minute, Lord. I've been in the church for 40 years. Look, I want to be honest with you in this area. That's irrelevant. You don't get credit for that and say where Jesus says 10 years, every decade, you get your, you get a free miracle every decade. And you've been in this for four decades here. You get a real big one. Take it. No, it doesn't work like that. Wow. You could be unfortunately in the church for 50 years, but in unbelief the whole time, you just don't believe God will do it. Mm, praise God. So Jesus says, do you believe that I'm able to do this? Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Now, without faith, it's impossible to please God. But let me say it like this. Without faith, it's also impossible to get miracles. <laughs> Woo! Glory to God. Mm, mm, mm. Take a look at that just for a moment. That's Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. But without faith, it's impossible to please him for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So without faith, it's impossible. We could also say for God to move and to release the miracle power. Well, since we're in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, let's drop down or drop back to verse one. And it says now faith is the substance of things hoped for. What, it, what is it that you're hoping for? Those are, that, that's expectations of what you're wanting to do. And we all have expectations, things that we desire for God to do. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. The things that you're hope, hoping for, your expectations, they cannot be realized until faith is injected into those expectations. Mm -mm. Or else those expectations will drift and float for years and years and years. You have got to inject, boom, vibrant faith right into, middle, into the middle of them. And that's what causes them to come alive. It is faith that 
plus hope. Let me say it again. It is faith plus hope that equals manifestation. One plus one equals two. Faith plus hope equals the manifestation that you're looking for. So engage the work that Jesus said is necessary to contact faith. Engage the work that is necessary to get your spirit up to a place where you believe God's got this and God's going to do this. Mm -mm. I'm telling you, your time has come for a miracle. Get ready to receive a great miracle from the Lord. Mm -mm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. This is like digging. This is like digging for gold, and you keep digging until you strike gold. In other words, until you strike faith. You're in, this, you're in prayer, and you're in the Word, and you're meditating the Word. Why? Not, not for intellectual gain. Uh, I mean, we could impress each other with scriptures or this or that. That, that. There's a place for that, okay? But what I'm talking about is you are in the Word looking to strike gold, looking for those scriptures or sometimes the scripture that just whoop, comes into you and you're like, wow, that's alive. Whoa, what is that? That's faith fuel. That's what you run on. And then when Jesus said, do you believe I can do this? Yes. Oh, I believe it. Matter of fact, I believe you can do it right now. Boom. Glory to God. Amen. Some miracles are instant. Others can unfold as you walk them out. But either way, the bottom line is you end up with it in full. Praise the Lord. So I'm telling you that faith is the easiest way to victory. That's how you get into victory. You use your faith. The just shall live by faith, not by hoping and a wishing, not by moaning and a groaning, not by weeping and crying and all, all, all this stuff. No, the just shall live by faith. Glory to God. Glory to God. Some people in the church, they, they run from pillar to post looking for the latest word. Who did you hear what somebody said? And look, I, I like listening to good prophetic words that come out, ones that are valid and genuine and edify the body of Christ. But when those come forth, that's good. But you don't have to be running around, running over here, running over there. No, no. The just shall live. How? By faith. Amen. And so when you're walking in faith, good prophecies that you hear, that's just icing on the cake. That's icing on the cake. But the meat and potatoes is the just shall live, live, live by faith. Praise God. I'm telling you, that is the easiest way to victory. Woo! Praise God. And yes, yes, it requires some work, doesn't it? To get into that, that miracle zone of living faith. Amen. Oh, but it's, it's worth it. The rewards are stupendous. Praise God. I was thinking today about Dodie Osteen. Uh, she was the wife of John Osteen. John Osteen, of course, passed away. But uh, she's uh, Joel Osteen's mother. Of course, most people know uh, Pastor Joel Osteen, his church there at Lakewood in Texas. But in 1981, Dodie Osteen was diagnosed with terminal cancer of the liver. Matter of fact, the doctor said, you've only got a couple of weeks to live. Not, not, not months. You've only got a couple of weeks to live. 
Wow. So it was a terminal diagnosis. Her husband, the great man of God, Pastor John Osteen, he prayed for her. Nothing happened. And because he was a very well-known minister, and all it takes is a phone call to connect with another well-known minister, many of the great ministers prayed for her. And you know what? Still nothing happened. Oh, well, that's it, Pastor Stephen. We might as well just check out. Might as well measure her and make sure the, the coffin size is going to be right. No, no, no. Hold on a minute. Hold on just a moment. Your faith can come online and you can receive a miracle, even if you're living on an island by yourself and there's nobody to lay hands on you, nobody to prophesy to you. You can take hold of God's word and you can rise up in victory right there. Praise God. God's got a million ways to bless you. God's got uncountable ways of how he can get to you what it is that you need. So what happened? She herself on her own initiative of wanting to live and not die young. She began to compile scriptures. She first got six heavyweight healing scriptures. And then she, she built it to 40 scriptures and then she got it up to 62 super powerful scriptures, all that proclaim God's will and God's power to heal. And she just jumped out of bed. All the conditions still there, jumped out of bed and said, I'm standing on the word. And she began to consume the word day and night, meditate on the word day and, th and various times at night and no chemo. No doctor's help. Matter of fact, she didn't even go back to the doctor until 10 years later. Isn't that amazing? So she just left the doctors. Doctor said, you're going to die in a couple of weeks. And she just, you know, she got real close to the Lord. And there were some areas in her life where she just let the Lord come in in, in a new way. And um, got some things right that she needed to get right. And she said, I felt, she said, I felt so clean on the inside. And my friends from that position can now with a clean, pure heart consuming the word. Oh, her turnaround began. Praise God. I want you to know that as of today, that cancer diagnosis was given December 1981. She has been completely cancer free for 40 years. She's still alive today. She's 88 years old. Praise God. Stop and think about the theft of the devil of what he would have done if he could have terminated her life at such an early age, but she got on the word she got in. She did the work. Jesus said, okay, you want to know what the work is? The work is to believe. The work is to believe that I'm the one that God sent. Okay, so put your, put your faith in me completely, and things start happening. Miracles start happening. Praise God. In other words, she labored in the Word. The, the work, again, is to believe, to get your faith up where you can take that promise where it's not something just as a, now it's, it's no longer a familiar scripture. It's no longer something that just intellectually you're familiar with it. No, it gets into your heart. It gets into your heart and you actually believe it. That's the work. What is the work we must do? Believe. Believe. Woo. Believe on him. 
Mm -mm. And it is impossible. It's impossible for God to lie. He can't lie. He cannot lie. Well, Pastor Stephen, I think God really missed it over here on this one. Look, God's infallible. He's perfect. If somebody missed it, it's, it's not God. It's a person. It's a person. Either something they didn't know or something they did know but didn't do it. Or somewhere in between, somewhere along the line. And, you know, God and them can sort that out. Okay. But trust me. When God gives his word, there is power available. If you ever find yourself in a place where the devil says, I've got you on this one. I stand here today to tell you there's always with God, always a way out. Always. You're going to have to sit down with the word, get that word into your spirit, pray. Woo. Glory to God. And I'm telling you what you need. You can find it and turn it into the belief that builds you and feeds you as fuel. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Faith is the easiest way, not just to victory, but to continuous victory. Notice that she got the victory, complete healing. The cancer was gone. Doctors had no explanation for it. Okay, this was a case. This person's going to die in a couple of weeks. She had a tumor the size of an orange and two other tumors the size of like an almond inside of her body. But my friends, they're on her liver, but God gave her the miracle that she believed for. That is truly a case of your faith has made you whole. Mm -mm. Thank you, Lord. So again, faith is the easiest way, not just to get the victory, but then to have continuous victory. She's now 88. The cancer can't come back because she's too strong. Her faith is too strong for it. Mm -mm. Mm, thank you, Jesus. Faith is the way to experience life in the miracle zone. Faith gets you into the miracle zone. Release, exercise, and use your faith in God today. Now, let me say this. When your faith is strong, I mean, it's like bubbling up in you. Um, what your spirit is going to want to do is it's going to make it's going to want to make proclamations. That is the power, the engine of the word working on the inside of you, wanting expression, wanting expression. Okay. So strong faith makes bold proclamations. I want us to see this in Acts chapter 14, verse three, glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Verse 1, now it happened in Iconium that they went together to the synagogue of the Jews, and so spoke that a great multitude, both of the Jews and of the Greeks, believed. But the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and poisoned their minds against the brethren. Therefore, they stayed there a long time, speaking boldly in the Lord. Now watch this, not just speaking in the Lord, speaking boldly in the Lord who was bearing witness to the word of his grace, granting, now watch what bold proclamations produce, granting signs and wonders to be done by their hands. Why is it that when ministers stand in a particular service, say like a healing service or something like that, and they stand and we make these bold proclamations, you're going to experience God's power. 
What, are we up there just trying to be like cheerleaders? No, that's the anointing. That is the power, the raw power of God's Word that we have ingested. And as we're getting ready to minister, that Word wants an expression to create the atmosphere for miracles, and it produces uh, bold proclamations. And the bolder you are, the greater results you get with your faith. Therefore, they stayed there a long time, speaking boldly, speaking boldly in the Lord. So, I want today, I want to share with you that God wants you to speak boldly in line with His Word, and as you do, you will see very powerful results in your life. Whatever you're believing God to do, as long as it's covered in the Word of God, then speak it out boldly. Praise the Lord. Matter of fact, you can do that today after this service. You can just stand up and say, yes, God is doing this in my life. Praise the Lord. Let those bold proclamations come out of you as a product of a spirit that is saturated with faith in God's Word. Thank you, Jesus. One more scripture today, Isaiah 44. Isaiah chapter 44, verse 24. Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, and He who formed you from the womb. Yes, God formed you. God is the one who designed everything about you from the womb. Oh, Pastor Stephen, I'm just a, uh, a product of luck and chance. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're here with a purpose. You're here with a destiny. Amen. God is your Creator. Thank you, Jesus. I am the Lord who makes all things who stretches out the heavens all alone. Now you got all these scientists now with their new telescope up there looking at all of all this stuff. And they're going, oh, oh, wow, this is amazing. Yes, God's creation is amazing. It didn't just show up. There wasn't just some kind of explosion. No, no, no. All of that is a lie. God created it all. It didn't just somehow, you know, appear from some kind of a random chance event. No, 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 no. God is the creator of the universe. God is the creator of the earth. And God is your almighty creator. Praise Jesus. Amen. Now, we could have learned that just by reading the first five chapters of Genesis. But it's also confirmed here. Who stretches out the heavens all alone. Who spreads abroad the earth. God says, by myself. Who frustrates the signs of the babblers and drives diviners mad. Who turns wise men backward and makes their knowledge foolishness. Verse 26, watch this. Who confirms, who confirms, some translations say establishes us. Uh, so God confirms and establishes the word of his servant. So for God to confirm it. For God to establish it, you must speak it. So God wants you to speak His Word. Amen. Glory to God. I tell you, Dodie Osteen jumped up and said, I'm healed. Even with all of the symptoms still there. Why did she say that? She had seen it in the Word that Christ paid, not only for the penalty of our sins, but included in that act of redemption, uh, included in that salvation package also includes healing for our bodies. By His stripes we were healed. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. So ingest 
the Word of God. Meditate upon the Word of God. Believe it. Okay, you come into belief and also speak it and speak it boldly. Glory to God. Glory to God. You know, if you're speaking it, but your faith is low and the belief is not really there and you're hovering like a cell phone that's battery is about to go out. That's not the time to make proclamations. That's not the time to speak loud and bold. No, no, no. That's the time to go get recharged. That's the time to go back to the initiative of what Jesus said when he answered the question, what is the work we must do? The work is to believe. You must go back and labor in the word, build yourself up to that place of strength again. Now, what you ideally want to do is stay in that place because that is the miracle zone. Lift your hands. Father, I pray for everybody watching, everybody listening today, Father God, that they do the work, that they do the work to believe. Thank you, Father, in your Son. I thank you that this year is a year of miracles, signs, and wonders, and your people are appointed to be supernatural signs. I thank you, Father God, for your anointing upon their life, your, uh, their hunger for your Word. I thank you, Father God, for their spiritual health being an A+. Father, we give you praise. Strengthen them today in Jesus' great name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible says, let the weak say I'm strong. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. See, many of you right now, you feel that bubbling up like you just want to say something. Amen. Well, hit the pause button for a moment and stand up and shout it and say it. Amen. Glory to God. <laughs> Whatever that thing is that you're believing God to do. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, for those of you that are watching today, and you don't know Christ as your high priest, as your redeemer, as your king and Lord today. You can get your life right with God because Jesus paid the penalty for your sins on the cross. And if you'll just surrender your life to him and put your trust in him, he will save you right now. Pray this prayer after me. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord of all. Jesus I surrender my life to you. Jesus, come into my heart right now. Wash all of my sins away. Jesus, write my name in your book of life. And step into my life and lead me and guide me from this day forward. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Thank you in your name. Amen. Amen. And amen. Praise God. For those of you that just prayed that prayer, welcome to the family of God. You have now exited the kingdom of darkness. You are now in the kingdom of light, the kingdom of God's dear son, Jesus the Messiah. Praise the Lord. Now today, let's take Holy Communion together. Grab some unleavened bread and grab some grape juice. Amen. If you don't have this, grab a little cracker, grab some apple juice, whatever you have got, and you can use that for now. Eventually, try to get yourself a little wafer and some grape juice, but use what you have. Praise the Lord. Let's take Holy Communion together. Any Christian, any believer in Christ can take communion, and you can take it anytime you want to. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the bread and the juice. We sanctify this right now. We set this apart as holy. 
we thank you that this is now the body, the flesh, and the blood of Christ, our Savior. Now, Father, as we receive the Lord's flesh, we thank you that the, this miracle meal brings us into union with you. And Father, what was not in Jesus is not permitted to be in us. Any sin, any infirmity, any bit of mental illness, any bit of physical illness, anything that was not in Christ is not permitted to be in us. So Father, as we receive His flesh, we receive His health, we receive His wisdom, and we receive His blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's receive the Lord's body. Heavenly Father, thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you, O God, that Jesus is our eternal high priest, and that in the Old Testament days, that high priest would have to go into the Holy of Holies once a year, but he had to do it every year, to sprinkle blood upon the mercy seat. O God, we thank you that Jesus has shed his blood for us, and that there is full salvation through trust in him. Father, as we, now, as we now receive His blood, we thank You for complete forgiveness of sins. And Father, we forgive anybody and anyone who has sinned against us. We forgive them, we bless them, and we move on with You. We thank You, Father God, for the blood. We receive it now in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's partake of the Lord's blood together. Praise the Lord. One more time, lift your hands. Father, I thank you for your blessing upon your people. I thank you for the miracles that you're doing in their lives. I thank you that they are people of faith. They are people with hope. They are people with high expectations, and you're going to meet everyone, and you're going to exceed even many of those expectations. Father, I thank you. I give you praise. Bless your people. Father, let them prepare their hearts for Yom Kippur as we move through the 10 days of all. Father, I thank you. This is going to be an unforgettable day of atonement, a day of release. Father God, a day of power. We give you praise. We give you praise in the name of Jesus. Father, I speak blessing over your people in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you for watching today. I look forward to seeing you back. Real soon. Until then, have a great week. Bye-bye.